First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of Devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Mike Cleland. It is based on the story from Matthew 27, 11 through 26, when Jesus stands before Pilate confronted by accusations. The scripture is read from the New Revised Standard Version. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Del Bene, playing What Wondrous Love Is This Arranged for Flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man, for today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus who's called the Messiah? All of them said, 
let him be crucified. Then he asked, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Then the people as a whole answered, His blood be on us and on our children. So he released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. I have very vivid dreams. They are usually in color, and more often than not, I remember them quite clearly the next day before finally fading away by that evening. As with many dreams, the content is confusing and does not always make a lot of sense, especially even when I'm participating in the middle of the dream. Over the last week, for example, I dreamed that someone had scheduled a reunion for me where friends and family were invited. The problem was, as I surveyed the group of people, I could not remember any of them. I remember thinking that either I was really losing my memory or I had wandered into the wrong banquet room. I pursued other rooms and could not find anyone I knew. Another dream had me trying to find my lost cell phone. Someone kept bringing me one phone after another, but none of them were mine. After a while, I became frustrated because I realized they were all phones that I had owned in the past, but I couldn't remember the password to access them. Our Lenten selection for this week is Matthew 27, 11 through 26, where Jesus is presented to Pilate and accused by the Jewish leaders of attempting insurrection against Rome. Matthew is a gospel writer who appreciates dreams, as dreams occur more often in this gospel than any other. First, we have four examples of Joseph's dreams found in chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, where Joseph is given permission to marry Mary, chapter 2, verse 13, where Joseph is told to leave Bethlehem and flee to Egypt, chapter 2, verses 19 through 20, where Joseph is told it is now safe to go back to Israel, and chapter 2, verse 22, where Joseph is told to leave Judea and travel to Galilee. In addition to Joseph, we also have the wise men, who in Matthew 2, 12, are warned in a dream not to return to Herod but to go back to their home using a different route. And we also have Pilate's wife as the recipient of a dream. In our text, Matthew 27, 19 says, While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man, for today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream I had about him. On March 8th, And really, all this week and throughout the month, we are celebrating the accomplishments of women under the title of International Women's Day. This year, this is highlighting women in leadership. It is a day to honor women who play a significant role in our lives and throughout the scope of history. In my mind, Pilate's wife should probably be nominated because of this account. She is the heroine of the story. She bravely gets a word in to Pilate in the middle of this event, commanding Pilate to leave Jesus alone. Now, tradition tells us Pilate's wife was named Procula, or Procla, 
and is venerated by the Oriental Orthodox Church and Eastern Orthodox Church, who set aside October 27th as her special day. Truly a significant woman. The verb construction we find in her statement reads as follows, have nothing to do with Jesus. It is a negative command addressed to Pilate. She recognizes that Jesus is innocent even when no one else does. She is troubled or suffers from a dream about Jesus. Now, this dream was so intense that she puts herself at risk in order to get the message to her husband. Pilate may have listened to her, but his response is weak at best. Rather dramatically, he washes his hands of the whole affair, but he does so more because he fears a riot than because he's listening to his wife. I believe Matthew so shaped this story that Pilate's wife becomes the most significant and inspiring figure. Pilate appears weak and indecisive, and unfortunately, the Jewish people are portrayed as responsible for Jesus' death. Not only the Jewish leaders, that is, the chief priests and elders, but all of the Jewish people, as we find in the infamous blood curse passage, Matthew 25, 27. Now, this is a troubling verse indeed, and it has been responsible for many abuses being leveled against Jews and Judaism, leading to anti-Judaism and eventually anti-Semitism in our own time. I must point out, since we cannot simply ignore this verse, that most probably the anti-Judaism we find in Matthew And also in the Gospel of John, when you have a moment, take a look at chapter 9, verse 22 specifically, are the result of some kind of isolation or a literal casting out on the part of Orthodox Judaism against Jewish Christians who were also, up to that point, worshiping together with their Jewish brethren and sisters. Some scholars point to the Council of Jamnia and the Burkhat Hamanim, which was translated the blessings and curses directed to the heretics. Perhaps Christians, Jewish Christians, were considered as heretics. Now, there is a lot of historical disagreement whether this occurred at one particular time or whether it occurred over a longer period, perhaps decades or even a century or two. But the point is that we could suggest that the Christians in Matthew's community and John's community had experienced enough trauma that the Jewish leaders and people were singled out as the enemy. And in some respects, perhaps we can understand the trauma of these early Christian communities, but that should not lead us today, and it should not have led us in the past, to anti-Semitism and anti-Jewish acts of violence. So, one way we can interpret this story is simply by saying we need to pay attention to our dreams. Perhaps God is trying to speak to us through them. Another is those who are relegated to the sidelines may have more spiritual sensitivity and power than we often think. Pilate's wife, a Gentile and a woman, was more spiritually sensitive to Jesus' plight than Pilate and the Jewish leaders. 
Last, we need to see that Matthew is illustrating the truth that those who have power and wield it thoughtlessly cannot be considered heroes. In fact, they are just the opposite. O God, who created all of us in your image, may we be reminded that you speak through unexpected people and ways. May we be sensitive enough to hear those voices during this season of self-examination, and may we be willing to repudiate our channels of power. Amen. Amen.